0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Welcome to the Cow Corner podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott for your latest dose of all things Shropshire
3: Cricket. Why right, are we doing this or what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to episode 18 of the Cow Corner podcast. And tonight we are joined by a full crew. And uh, yes, I'm joined by my main man, Joss Elliott. Yeah. Hello, Joss. How are we? Uh, James, how are you coping? Good. Well, I uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's It's pretty disappointing that it's the best weather that we've had ever for this time of year and we're not able to get on the cricket pitch but I'm kind yeah, of coping I, with really, it. I'm um,
4: really suffering from the lockdown the last two Saturdays when the weather's been great. I've been injury free and I can't play cricket. It's hard. There we go. So Joss we've got our other two regular guests with us.
5: How are you
3: Joss? How Thank are you James? Okay. Good, to, good to see you boys. It's, it's nice to see you after all this time. It's good
2: to have you boys all back in the same, well, in the same conference meeting. It's weird because I'm. Mean, it, it doesn't feel like yesterday since we had that last podcast when we were sat in Joss's house and it still feels like quite a long time since we've seen each other face to face properly.
5: Well, it's certainly later than scheduled, wasn't it? We were supposed to start an hour and a half ago, but Andy has been telling us all about his Birmingham League turn. So <laughs> here we are at 9.30pm. I'll uh, start with ball one, I went out there, face <laughs> up. <laughs> You're
4: lucky we're <laughs> only and a half behind schedule.
3: Right, I think we should get on with this now.
2: Yeah, yeah so unless you've been living under a rock, we are still in isolation and um, I think all cricketers around the world have been well struggling with the fact that we won't be playing any cricket anytime soon by the looks of it. But. We have been trying to keep everyone a bit busy, and uh, Jamie, we started the Shropshire Cricket Ground Cup, which went down quite a storm.
5: Oh, James, the numbers were fantastic, really, weren't they? Um, we've also had an article in the Shropshire Star, I believe, um, in the last week or so. Um, thanks for giving us a mention. You took all the credit there. <laughs> celebrity. Um, but no, like you said, it was fantastic. and got a lot of votes. I don't know how many votes were in the final. Was it 1,500, something like that? A lot, anyway. Yeah, um, pushing 2,000,
2: wasn't
5: it? Pushing 2,000. And Bishop's Castle deservedly came out on top. Um, and they won fair and square, didn't they? Fantastic for them.
2: Yeah, straight to your prediction, I remember you saying on that first video. Um, because we started doing video. How good's that? Uh, that you said that uh, you thought that whoever would win between Frankton and Bishop's Castle would go all the way. And, uh, well, well, they did. And we had, um, we had some celebrity guests getting involved, didn't we, And?
3: Yeah, we sure did. Uh, Darren Goff, uh, someone I've uh, idolised my cricket on, you know. Um, And uh, Wayne Mardle as a Darts fan as well, an absolute legend. Uh, I think Mardle uh, voted for Bishop's Castle and Goff went for Lillithaw in the final. Um, So, yeah, great great to have them. To add to Stokes and Leachy's comments on us, uh, the Cow Corners uh, made it, you know.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, I even got, it was like, it's amazing how much the teams were getting behind it. You know, the votes on each round were fantastic. And it's good to see that we had, well, the main thing for us was that we were just trying to get around different grounds and things like this. And sorry, you know, we had a bit of controversy, didn't we, Jamie, about grounds that weren't involved but when we worked it out it was like how many how many grounds were there 58 or something
5: 59 59, I think it was 58 59 yeah yeah I mean it wasn't there was a little bit of controversy but like we said in uh, the last podcast or the last short video that we held our hands up we probably did make a slight error we maybe should have put them all in but it would have been a hell of a lot of admin work for you um so 16 were nominated and I think it was a good 16 wasn't it to be fair and Bishop's Castle came out on top so it is what it is and I'm sure we'll do another survey or uh, competition like that soon, won't we? You know, the end of the year.
2: Yeah, definitely. And we'll try and make sure that we get everyone involved. The main thing is obviously making sure that we have a range of clubs. You know, we had the, the Shrewsbury's, the Quats, the Werfield's, all the way down to the Action Scots, who were the, the Sunday League minnows, um, who did well. And yeah, Andy.
3: Yeah, I, I was rather impressed with uh, with what you two did. I thought you did a great job. Um, obviously, like Watching on Twitter from the outside, seeing a few controversial comments early on, seeing a few teams thinking, oh, our club's better than this club, our club's... But to see two picturesque grounds in the final was, was superb because it's not all about facilities at the end of the day. You go out on a Saturday to play at grounds, uh, I mean, Acton, Scott, for one of them, that me and Joss know pretty well, don't we, Joss, um, that you play out and the scenery is absolutely beautiful. You don't need a pavilion to make it look that good. It's mm. there. It's not, it, you know.
2: Moving outside of the cricket ground cup, something that's been going on has been uh, Andy Harrison's brainchild, which has really taken off. Which has been the
3: the My Best Eleven series. Andy. Yeah, I've been absolutely um, loving hearing the uh, the pod so far, and obviously looking forward to hearing the rest of them. Uh, there's a few more out there that we've done uh, that hopefully people are looking forward to. But yeah, there's been some superb elevens uh, out there. Some super players. I hope everyone's been listening in, and to be fair, looking at the ratings on them, yeah, they've they've gone down pretty well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, as I say, it's been exciting, and you know, it, it's it's just something different. And I'd like to think that everyone listening at home's hoping, especially teammates, hoping they're going to be in the team, and have uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: really fantastic. Especially if someone like I've had the pleasure to talk to all of these people and go through their best levens. I mean, we've got. Some more really great ones coming up. By the time this goes out, maybe they've already been put out there. But if you do have any suggestions for people, it is going to be something that we're going to just keep doing. Maybe not as regularly, but kind of just more one-offs. Um, so if you do have a club legend or someone who you know is part of your club who you think would have a really good story, we really want you to get in contact with us and let us know. You know, if you don't think that your club is uh, publicized enough, just let us know. Just be like this person, blah blah. blah get in contact and we'll do it. And that'll be really good for us. I mean, we've got a few good ones coming and yeah, Jamie, it's gone really well, hasn't it?
5: It has gone really well. But just touching on something you just said there, you're asking for people to nominate club legends. Uh, we started off with Andy Harrison. Is he a Sentinel legend? I think that might be up whoa, to you. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. This I is think... a bit harsh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the ball. I Quiring. just
5: got the ball rolling. Let's have it right. Just inquiring, just a gentle
3: inquiry. What all think, all Josh, I want to sir? say is, all, <laughs> all I want to say is that Eve Jones' uh, her podcast is out. It's absolutely superb. It's a great listen. Phenomenal. Uh, anyone, anyone listening to this one that hasn't listened to it, definitely get involved. It's really good.
2: And uh, yeah, Eve Jones, and like we said, we've got some really good ones coming up, and Jamie Martindale's. But anyway, um, no, I, wouldn't some... <laughs> I wouldn't bother with that one. Wouldn't bother with that. We did ask the Cal Corner followers for their ideas of things we could bring up. And uh, Kevin Bolton brought up on the th- topic of best 11, which I'd quite like you all to think about, the best players never to have played in the top division in Shropshire. So, if we got any nominations for people who haven't played in the top division, my initial thought was going to be Mark Jones, but then I realized he probably played
3: at Newtown. He played at Newtown for one season, yeah. He, he played at Newtown. Mm.
4: Has so, Dave Marvel ever played in Prem with Whitchurch? Ooh, that's a good shout.
2: But does it count if they played Birmingham League? That's that's the question. I'd like uh, to throw, I'd like to throw out Mikey Crawshaw.
3: Mikey Crawshaw. Mike Mike, Mike Crawshaw. Good cricketer, Mike Crawshaw. Yeah. Dave Howarth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dave Dave House. Dave House. Good cricketer. He's got got all the attributes to be a a Prem cricketer I think if, it, if football wasn't his number one game he probably would do it as well
5: Oh, yeah absolutely he's easily, he's easily a Prem player easily all three facets
2: thinking outside um, the box a bit maybe Conor Glendening yeah that's a good shout
3: like most the biggest one
2: score in Shropshire cricket what do you think lads?
3: hasn't he has it, did he play in the Shropshire um, youth system working his way up to, to but, uh, in cricket in, but not played in the Prem I don't think I don't know no, I'm not, I'm not. sure. I'm not sure. I've, I think I've seen on his um, on his Facebook that he's played some Shropshire youth cricket. Mm. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see what he does. Mm. I've always I'm always one of them. I, I've never beat around the around the bush with with cricketers. I always like to mm. think that players should play the top level if they're good enough. I don't know if they've always
5: been at Ellesmere. The two openers um, is it Fraser Duncan and Ashley Thomas? They were real good bowlers actually last last John, year.
4: Johnny Mitchell was their batsman. Scored a lot of runs, wasn't he?
5: Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, I tried to get him to play even in the league for Grasshoppers, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know too much about that. These lads' background. I, I presume they've been at Elsmin for a while. Have know. Yuri Pugh as keeper?
2: Yeah, Yuri Pugh, he's It's a very good shout. I mean, like, has, I, he, Aaron, ever, has he ever? Has he played? He's not
5: played in the Prem. Well, I don't think so. it he was at Whittington to Beacon Fair to Ponty. Okay, actually, Aaron Ruffcock is a really good shout. <clears throat> Owen
3: Morris, Ponsbury. Hmm. Kieran yeah. James
2: Steve of um, Kieran
4: Steve James Wilson.
5: of Steve Wilson. Steve Wilson. Good shout. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of prep, and we could have had a, a good a good eleven, yeah?
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, something probably will will get on to in maybe another episode, or if you want to on Twitter, let us know who you think will be in your best structure of cricket is not to play in the prem. But Jamie, over the Easter holidays, we asked the Cow Corner community to come up with their best Shropshire Easter 11. So tell us a little bit about it.
5: Yeah, well, it was just it's a sort of um, little quiz game or game that that, that, um, talk sport do regularly. And you just have to make a team. Uh, We did a team and a coach. Um, based on chocolate, basically. So, a few puns in there with chocolate. So, this is the Shropshire Bounty Cricket 11. If you so pardon the, the pun. So, the,
2: so, these are the ones selected by the listeners which you deemed as the best, is it? Uh,
5: it is, yes. Um, I've got a list of uh, credits at the end. Okay, so this 11 is coached by Ian Rocky Road, which is, of course, Ian Rowe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: tumbleweed <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this already I love it and it hasn't even started
4: we, we probably need some background laughter for this don't we <laughs>
5: yeah it's going to be awful isn't
2: it
3: fire
4: alarms <laughs> going
2: off
5: can you hear it yeah does that mean we need that's, to pause
2: that's that's how bad it is honking chat <laughs> anyway
5: sorry, alarm, alarm bells are ringing don't do it okay so opening the batting so I can't stop laughing I've got the giggles so is Maz name Jaffa Cake which is, of course, <laughs> Jaffrey <laughs> from Whitchurch. Yeah, exceptional, exceptional. And he's opening the batting with Dime Brown. Dime Brown. Good old Dime Brown. Is, of course, <laughs> <laughs> Ty Brown, which is of course Dime Brown from Newtown. Yeah, so obviously uh, Jaffa Cake and Dime Brown. Uh, at number three is Dave Bunnyard, which is Dave Brunyard from Whitchurch.
2: Which is third 11 captain.
5: At number four is Charlie Bourneville, which is, of course, Charlie Bourne from Alberbury. Someone you will... legend.
2: Alberbury legend. be happy he's not open. Put, him, put him at the top.
5: <laughs> he has he slotted in at four. Um, at number five, this is my personal favourite, uh, Kinder Bueno Miller, which is, of course, Ben Miller, massive friend of the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who came up with that one, Aunt Jamie?
5: I did. I did. I did. Oh, that that's the one. <laughs> that, that was the example we put on, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, bueno Miller. Uh, at number six, slightly low in the batting lineup uh, from Beacon is Picnic Bevan, which is, of course, fantastic. Nick. That's
4: fantastic. <laughs> You're liking that.
5: Oh, dear. It's bad, isn't it? Will really,
4: you, you, you turn
5: up, though? Will you turn up? He, he wouldn't turn up. No, he absolutely wouldn't turn up. We're playing, playing a ru- nine-nine-all round of goals. Uh, at number seven is Charlie Fudge, which is Charlie Rudge from May League.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> number eight is Tom Twix, which is young Tom Dix from Knockin'. Brilliant. Number nine is Matt Smarties. Which is Matt, Matt Smart Smart <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. Uh,
5: number 10 is David Exall, which is David Exall from Bridge North. So, egg, Easter egg, yeah. Get that one. Andy was looking a little bit clueless with that
2: one. it's <laughs> so the best me. of times.
5: Uh, <laughs> I drop my phone normally when they talk about chocolate, I wouldn't drop anything. Well, this is another favourite of mine, actually. At number eleven, propping up the rear, is Jamie McVitie's, which is James McVitie. I love it. That's brilliant.
3: Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm not.
5: I'm not done. done.
3: (laughs) It's a pretty poor eleven, but they taste good. We've got
5: a twelve man (laughs) as well. Who's the twelve man? (laughs) <laughs> Who's
3: the twelfth man then? Come on.
5: The twelfth man is Brenton Dairy, which is Brenton Ferry. <laughs> Come yeah. uh, I'm hoping the
2: me. public at home are finding this just as
4: funny as you are. <laughs> I don't think they're listening anymore. there no, they switched <laughs> off. <laughs> I think they I think they turned off the Twix. Even Jamie's disappeared. <laughs> I've got <gone. Okay>, so <laughs> a
2: fantastic Easter eleven. If you've got any better ideas, save them till next year.
5: Um, I- we recycle Thanks, on I- the I- show. <laughs> Credits: uh, Tom Duddleston, Jim Morris, Carl Starling, Simon Dodds, uh, whoever runs the Loyce Cricket Club Twitter account, Eugene McCarney, Eve Jones and the infamous Shropshire banter for sports fans. All those gave us uh, successful nominations.
2: Okay, so now on to the main topic of the podcast. Is this the end of village cricket as we know it? Okay, so as we enter the, well, I think we're in about eighth or ninth week of lockdown and social distancing continuing and the lockdown, The big question on a lot of cricket players' minds is when will we be starting cricket again? Now, with all the social distancing and all the potential new laws coming in and cricketers around the world wondering when we're going to be able to get on a cricket field again, the question is, is this the end of village cricket as we know it? Will this COVID-19 crisis have a, as big a financial effect on village cricket clubs, then how much of an effect will it have on the future of how cricket is played? Now, Joss, my question well, is um, to you, how much is this social distancing and everything that's going on gonna have a long lasting effect on cricket as a sport
4: moving forwards? Well, I hope not as drastic as you just said, James, but, but I totally get where you're coming from. I think initially we need to look at the financial implications, uh, which will obviously impact different clubs differently. Um, any club that's got a bar obviously is losing out on that income. I don't know if you remember we, we went to Wem to record, um, mm. didn't we? They had their bar open off season; they were taking money then, so they're, they're obviously going to be um, impacted by that. I'd like to think that clubs have. Um, shut down all their electricity. They haven't got any outgoings in terms of the utility bills. They shouldn't be paying any insurance this year. So mm. it's just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm waffling a bit, but I'm just trying to
1: work out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
4: They're going to get no income, they need to minimize their outgoings, and to me, it's just like a year where nothing happened. Mm. Let's start 2021 with the same balance sheet, if you mm. like. It doesn't quite work like that, I know, mm. but um, I, I really hope we can start 2021 afresh and as we started 2019
2: with a lot of clubs at the moment coming up, you know, Willie, Shrewsbury cricket club all doing fundraisers you know cricket clubs doing fundraisers for other clubs for other organizations there's going to come a point where they're going to have to start looking at their own finances without the money coming into bars without the cricket fees coming in you know some clubs may still have outgoings is this a little bit of a worry for you Andy that we may lose a few clubs because of the situation that we're going through
3: um I I hope the clubs can financially keep going. Um, you've also got to look uh, financially for a lot of clubs like Shrewsbury, Sentinel. Um, and I, I mean, a lot of the bigger clubs especially is the youth that, that play cricket. And will this put off the youth development of all clubs? Because every player that plays for a cricket club pays towards that team surviving. So it's not all to do with bars. There is clubs like I mean, when you've just mentioned um, that that when they have a bar and it is a local bar around that area, so they're they're going to be missing out financially quite a lot. Um, But for other clubs, you know, obviously with with youth development out the window for the season and and without any subs being paid, that you've still got to rent grounds. There is grounds that have to rent their place financially it could be the end couldn't it you know Mm. it's a worry I I really hope that every ground survives and I hope they do do well and I'd like to think that we can all support every club that that Mm. puts anything out there for um some donations Uh, you know I'd quite happily donate to any club that's struggling Mm. so I hope they all come out and reach out if they are struggling to to us I I want Shropshire Cricket to thrive um this this, this season's a write-off isn't it at the Mm. end of the day um But it's all about next season. And I, exactly. I just hope, I really do hope.
4: Make sure next season isn't a right
3: Yeah, I, I really hope that every club, and I mean it, every single club out there uh, can come back from this.
2: One main thing that I would like to throw out to the group is that on a national level, moving downwards, is because of all this, recently we've had the announcement that the 100 isn't going to be going forwards. Now, all the money that the ECB have spent on that, but also the amount of money that was going to be coming into cricket because of that. There was um, the director of English cricket was saying that the the tickets were selling out quicker than they were for the NET20 has ever. So the amount of interest in cricket, you know, the build-up that we've had from the World Cup, everything that's been moving forward to this 100 competition, whether you like it or not, was going to bring a lot of attention, a lot of money into cricket, and now it's going to be delayed. They're going to have to be refunding money to, to people who've bought tickets, you know, all this stuff. This is going to have an effect of moving downwards because they're going to have given out funds and grants and things like this to clubs expecting to have this money, or potentially they will be give, you know, they're going to have to restrict the amount of money that they're going to be able to give out in grants because they're not having that. How much of an effect do you think this is going to have on cricket, Andy? Or do you think it may not?
3: It's, um, no, I, I completely agree. It's a, it's a worry. Obviously, the 100 um, uh, has come along. And, it, you know, you look at the other countries and, you know, you look from a, a cricket fan's point of view, like, I mean, obviously, I, I think all of us will watch the Big Bash, will watch the IPL and, um and this hundred was was a big thing for the country, really. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, it was something new. Um, obviously, we have spoke to Eve about um, about the hundred and how much she was looking forward to it. She said it's a complete new experience. It's going to be great. It's going to be great for the game. Mm. Um, so you know, it's it, it's massive, and the financial implications are going to be absolutely massive because they've just thrown the kitchen sink at it, haven't they? Mm.
2: And you've got to think about the players who are going to be playing in the tournament, that, you know, them not being able to play in the tournament, what effect that's going to have on them, you know? It's it's massive because
3: they've obviously, they're looking at A list cricketers. I mean, you look at all the clubs in the world, uh, like obviously, as I said before, the IPL, the Big Bash, they get the big boys, and that's what you want. The Chris Gales, you you want to see them playing in, in, Mm. in a hundred game saying it's a shorter version than T20. People like Chris Gale are going to want to play in it. And that's that's where the big money is. Mm. So it's a shame. But again, you've got to think of people's health. Um, mm. We move on to next year and hopefully, financially, they can survive and it can go on again next year.
2: Uh, Jamie Martindale, how, how do you think that everything's going on? Do you think that we're going to be able to get back to playing cricket for a long time? Do you think that... This is the end of village cricket as we know it. Do you think that this is going to be kind of like the end with social <sighs> distancing, with interaction? Kind of the, the talk of COVID nineteen being something that's going to be seasonal and going to be with us forever. Does that mean that we can't, you know, throw? James, cricket's I mean... cricket's a game where you share the same equipment. You know, you throw the ball around. Yeah. You know, the batsman gets involved.
5: I mean, there are there are things I think in cricket that. You know, you could have fielders wearing gloves, perhaps. Social distancing, it's hard, but you're going to stop players from doing the high fives after a wicket. But it's like a natural reaction, isn't it? They're talking about it in football, how if you score, you can't celebrate. Or you can't, you know, you can't obviously go within two meters of, of your teammates if you've scored a goal. And it's similar in cricket when you take a wicket. Um, I, I don't see how it can really be manageable. Um, but wearing gloves in the field, is that—is that something that we could perhaps... Is that something that could come into it? I don't know. It's...
4: Do you not think football is far worse than cricket in terms of interaction? Oh yeah,
5: oh absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, like I said,
4: they're already talking about the Premier League restarting behind closed yeah, doors.
5: But yeah, but they're talking.
3: It's a bit different with that, just because they're talking about testing before the games. They're talking about testing all the players to make sure they're they haven't got anything. Yeah, um, okay. okay,
2: Andy. Then I'll put it to you. What do we need to see in place for cricket to be able to restart again?
3: I like, obviously, what what Jamie said. I completely agree. I just can't see cricket um, starting. For a start, are they going to say, right, the umpire at the end of every over is going to get the ball. You get a rag to shine the ball, but you can't lick or or touch your fingers with your mouth it just doesn't work it's, it, it's instinct like Jamie said you, you, you just do you go to high five each other you go to lick the cricket ball to shine the ball it just it ain't going to work is it so the it's all about very
4: close it's, to the batsman's wife is a spinner
3: well exactly when I'm up in the batsman's face giving him all this you know it's
5: got to be two metres away it's not going to work is it yeah, yeah. I mean look yeah I mean the, the social distancing thing I mean you've just made a good point there Joss about the wicketkeeper standing up and I mentioned earlier, obviously, about the high fives. There aren't too many other instances, are there, in a cricket game where you're that close to an opponent. So I don't think... Like, we have just named two, I know. Slips? Um, yeah, I suppose, yeah. In the, yeah. In the yeah, slips, yeah. How, how far yeah, are you apart? Yeah, okay. you, you, you know?
4: The other point that's also been made is about the ball. So unless you're wearing gloves, obviously, that's... Mm.
3: The whole point is, if you're you're playing in a cricket match with your mates, you're in a changing room before the game, for a start. Mm.
2: Yeah.
3: You you know, obviously, you can can change things, but you're in a changing room before the game. You can't can't be two metres apart. It just can't happen. You know, unless you're getting tested, we can't go back to playing sport, which is obviously a horrible thing. I want to play cricket Mm. tomorrow, but it just can't happen, can it?
2: Are we saying that it's a case of testing or are we saying that it's a case of until we get like a vaccine, maybe?
4: I'll tell you what I see happening. I think, I think we can write off this season there's going to be so many clubs desperate to get a game of cricket in that they will arrange friendlies with other clubs. I'm sure that will happen. I've already been approached as Captain Grasshoppers to arrange friendlies when the rules are relaxed and inverted Commons a little bit. Um but is that right? You know?
2: Okay.
4: Well then, in
2: which case, open, open question to anyone. Say the rules are relaxed. Do you feel comfortable as cricketers if you were asked to play a game of cricket, say in a couple of weeks' time, say Boris Johnson comes out and says everything's relaxed? Would you feel comfortable as a cricketer coming out and playing a game of cricket?
5: Well, not in not in a couple of weeks' time, like you just said, and that's not going to happen anyway. For, for starters, by the time I also we, think it, if we are Ron, all, if we are out to play in twenty twenty, then something drastic will have had to have changed. We've had to have found a vaccine, which is highly unlikely. Let's be honest. Very um, unlikely, and we're not, or, or, or we're all tested, and, and that's also extremely unlikely by July, isn't it? I know the exactly, testing. We, we talk about we talk we about testing.
3: We talk about we're testing, Jamie, and it's just not going to happen, is it? Like, it's, no, that's what I mean. You know, we're, 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 we're talking about the professional game in,
5: in football. You know, it's just not going to happen in village cricket, is it? No, we're recreational cricketers. We are so far down the list in terms of testing, and rightfully so. So, I, no, I, I don't think. Well, the answer is no. Basically, I, I would not be playing in a couple of weeks' time, if even if we were told we could. Because
3: yes. well, yeah. okay, the, the fact, it, is, it, is, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So the fact it's not. We're not going to be playing any cricket, are we? No. So, I think.
2: We're- okay. So Andy,
3: as fixture secretary,
2: and obviously Joss, the main man at Grasshoppers at the moment. Yeah. something I want to ask you boys. Boys. Is that obviously you're already getting people who were feeling out for friendlies when the rules get relaxed. <coughs> Do you think that there are going to be certain clubs who are going to be more forced to do things like this because of their financial situation and that they're going to be forced to try and get games on so they can make money rather than the kind of health benefits of their players? Or do you think that that's going to be... Or do we think
3: that we're making some out there? I completely think that the whole season will be a bust. There'll be no cricket. That's my opinion. I don't think there'll be any. As Grasshopper secretary, we have fixtures to the end of the season. I haven't talked to anyone about um, like cancellations of fixtures or anything like that because. So therefore, we
4: these winners. we win.
3: we'll, we'll take the win, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um No, we've. we've yeah, I haven't spoken to anyone about it because we're in lockdown. But when it when it comes to coming back out of lockdown, I'm pretty sure there'll be implications that say you need to still, um, you, you still need to be. Uh, two metres apart, you still need to stick to mm. the rules. So I just can't see the season going ahead. But we, at the end of the day, we still have fixtures. If it gets relaxed before the end of the season, if we can get a couple mm. of fixtures in, happy days. I mean, God, I, I mean, Joss is a captain. I, he, he, as much as me, would love to play a couple of games before the summer's out. But I just Joss. can't, I can't see it happening. Joss. Uh,
4: to, me, to me, it won't be the finance that drives those friendlies, James. I think. Um, Sunday cricket is, is not about raising money, it's about playing.
3: And that's a lot of the game.
4: One play. Get the game on. You know, that, that's what people will want. And whether it means if there's some slight eating back end of the season, August, September, we can play two or three friendlies, that would be great. But that's that's the best I could hope for as far well as I'm concerned, is mm. capture grasshoppers. Um it's not financially driven. Just want to play. You
3: know? Yeah, I agree with you, Joss. There, there, there will be no financial implications with, with cricket on a Sunday because although it's a friendly, what, you're going to take a few quid behind the bar? Just There's no, not going to be any financial implications at the end of the season because if there's no league cricket, clubs aren't making money. Simple. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah,
2: But something, something that's been brought up as well is obviously that without any cricket, there is maybe a worry that players get used to no cricket being played. Do you think that that'll make much of a difference, Jamie?
5: Uh, well, I don't, think, I don't think there's much of a choice, really, is there? So if there's no cricket available, you can't play. I, 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 I don't think there's a choice. Simple as that. I understand what you mean by mm. that players might sort of lose interest, but what can you do about it? Mm. If, there's no, if there's no games they can't play so it's uh,
4: and, what, and what else can you do as well
5: what can you do about exactly, it exactly exactly while other sports are playing are
3: playing at the moment every mm. sport is is struggling yeah. I said it before a bit earlier on the issue is with the youngsters is will the youngsters carry on playing that's the question mm. I mean and I think that's the same with every single sport every sport
5: will be worried we've said on this podcast a few times um, that kids Um, you know, they have a lot of uh, opportunities to play other sports, other things, do other stuff. But right now they haven't. So actually it might not make a difference in this time next year. You know what I mean? Um, Because there's nothing for them to do elsewhere, is there? There isn't Mm -hmm. anything else for them to do. So I don't think it'll make that much of a difference, to be honest. Totally agree.
2: So, Joss, um, a big question I want to ask you is, who do you think that this situation is going to affect more? Do you think it's going to have more of an effect on the bigger clubs? Or do you think it's gonna have a more of an effect on the smaller clubs?
4: That's a good question. Um, I think financially, um, I can't, I don't know. Because the, the bigger clubs have got the bars and whatever, so they, they're missing out exactly. on that.
5: Exactly.
4: Yeah, smaller clubs, smaller clubs need to they've got they've got to tighten their finances big style. So mm. I mean. A loss of, I know for example, a thousand pounds to a smaller club is a much bigger miss than a loss of a thousand pounds to a bigger club.
3: Um, Who who knows what a club's got in the bank, Joss? It's a fact, isn't it? Who knows what a club has got in the bank?
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I I heard some stats about Oldbury, which shocked me a little bit, coming from our treasurer. But um, apparently, we're going to lose out quite a lot from not playing this this year. and the worth is the way we fundraise, we have a big, a big deal every other year, basically. We have a marquee job with young farmers. We're lucky in that respect. We raise lots and lots of money, but if we can't stage that for a couple of years, mm. we missed out on our, on our fundraising.
5: Um, yeah, another thing I would say is that I bet there aren't going to be too many backhanders in terms of pay packets in certain divisions next season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got to say, Jamie, I. I I, I, uh, I oh, yeah,
1: I understand
3: what you just said there, and I reckon a few clubs in in the Prem, especially with the Prem getting a lot stronger now, it's um, evolved a bit and become that that sort of top league. There's there's going to be a, a lot less money flying around, isn't there, James?
5: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're probably both just digging ourselves a hole here.
3: <laughs> I no no, I, I completely agree but, 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 there, I, mate. I, I think there a think few we're uh, a few notes going around this season, mm. wasn't there?
5: Well, well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Oh,
3: without, but without a doubt, mate. Completely agree.
5: There,
2: there
5: won't Focus. be as much.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully in the next podcast, we'll talk about something a bit more uplifting. But yeah, feel free to keep on sending in your, your suggestions for My Best Eleven. Keep sending in your suggestions of things that you want us to talk about. And we'll promise we won't talk about what we think is going to be happening. And we'll try and keep... Lots of different things going on. But what I'd like to say is finish up by saying thank you very much, Josh. Cheers, Stay safe, mate. Thank you very much,
5: Jamie. No worries. Thank you very much, James. Thank you very much, Andy. Uh, thank you
3: very much. Pleasure
5: as always.
2: Thank you very much for you guys for listening. Remember to like, share, comment and subscribe. This has been another episode of CalCon. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
3: Are we doing the
5: fucking quiz? Planning for your next trip?